Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Angie, happy belated Thanksgiving. Thank you. Were you able to get some good food? Um, yeah. Mighty fine. You must be uh <laughs> yeah. I'm at um I'm at this local brewery, so I had a um it's so crazy. My day was like a whole like twelve hour work day practically. And then so I went to my local brewery down the street from my house and then I was um actually doing more work. And then I got the notice that we're meeting tonight. So then I was like, oh, let me just hop on the call, you know, before before you get, you know get started and stuff. So I'm I'm at the, I'm at a local brewery, but I'm still here for the call. But I'll put myself on mute so you don't hear the background noise. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go in here and um, invite some folks. See what's happening. Hey Kendrick, how are you? Doing yourself? I'm well. Good, good, good. You uh you plan on taking a trip this weekend? Uh to my weather cells. Uh-huh. San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. As usual. Yeah, I'll ask you for commercial and when we get started. here I don't know what's going on with my little my little voice but it's just like aggravating here and there it just refuses to be cold or hot and so my uh, my body is ticked off a little bit I'm try I've tried not to I've done well because I almost was about to lose my voice, which would have been real wild. Because that's my bread and butter. But I think I'm almost done. Go ahead and invite some folks to speak if you like. Hang on up here. <clears throat> We're going to start at uh, 7.05, of course. But in the meantime, Janelle, since uh, Janelle is uh, enjoying a brewery right now, so tell us what you're drinking, or have you have you ordered something already, or or, or you, have you already had a little, little something? <clears throat> I might have got distracted. I think I'm gonna pick something up. I haven't uh haven't gotten anything. I've been ah, she is drinking a triple IPA supertronic. And Janelle, tell me the name of the brewery that you're that you are enjoying right now. Okay, Innovasis Species. Ah, 
Okay, Shalonda, are you drinking the new uh, bourbon can or are you drinking something old that's been, um, you've been holding it to the chest? <clears throat> Okay. Hmm. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, Robin's drinking a Shaxbury cider Yazoo ginger. Last year's old fit. Huh. I don't know. I don't remember. The only adjunct that I remember from Bourbon County was the uh biscotti, which was all right. It was all right. I think this is probably going to be a short one because I was hoping that I could get Funky Town, but those brothers are busy. So it might end up being uh, in the new year, but I do want to, I wanted to end the series uh, with them. So it is near 7.05, so let's get started. Good evening and welcome to Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. This is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen. I'll be your moderator. We have the Mod Squad, Kendrick, in the house. And just kind of want to give like a little bit of an overview tonight. This will probably be a great uh, quick podcast tonight. Some church announcements talk about Thanksgiving, and then talk about Bourbon County, because I have a story. <laughs> I have a story. So one big church announcement, uh, I want to make sure that everyone knows that by January 2024, we will no longer be on Clubhouse. We will fully be a fully functioning podcast, and either going through StreamYard or YouTube, somewhere in that ballpark right now you can get pretty much all of 2023 of everything that has been recorded on uh, any platform any podcast platform my ask of you is to give us some numbers by replaying it you know if you're cleaning up play an episode play an episode and leave your you know, leave your phone somewhere else as long as we can get some numbers up because that's going to help us as a nonprofit when we uh, go to different uh, conferences for media passes. They know that we are a reputable, uh, you know, podcast in the game. And I would say we're going to be, um, being Black and Craft is more like into uh, NPR than uh, some of our other uh, sister podcasts. So please make sure that you go to being black and craft media, follow us, become a member. And then when there's any type of updates, as far as like sales, uh, cause there'll be more merch coming down that, that helps maintain the website as well as, uh, equipment that be using to do the podcast and share that information with your friends and family. So share your uh, share any episodes that you might think is interesting on your platforms in a story and just kind of get the word out. I would most 
certainly appreciate that. So there's that out the way. So now I wanted to find out about your Thanksgiving. How was Thanksgiving for you? Um, I know that the holidays can be trying. I am definitely uh, have my meds on deck. Because uh, I don't know what to expect with my with my family dynamic sometimes, but it was quite pleasant. So, was Thanksgiving for you overload, or was it just steady as she goes? And I'll open the floor for anybody that wants to talk about their Thanksgiving. Sure. Did y'all go out of town? I guess I'll go. Um, my Thanksgiving was pretty chill. Um, my mom, I offered to help her cook, and she was like, nah, I got it. So all I had to do was just kind of show up. You know, it kind of hits different because now that both of my kids are at the house, so it's like I don't have to run around and do as much. It's like you just pop up, eat, and then go home. So I am really digging this new vibe I'm in when it comes to the holidays, even with Christmas. That's getting ready that's around the corner. I'm not putting up a tree. I'm not cooking. I'm not doing anything. I'm so tapped out from the holidays um, and having to run around so much when my kids were younger. So, yeah, it's just I'm in my selfish mode when it comes to the holidays now. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I saw that you posted uh, the time you made it there and the time that groceries were put on the table to eat. Grace had been said, and you're digging in. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, my mom does not play. Like, that food is ready. There's no waiting until no six, seven o'clock at night. My mom would have the food ready like the day before. All you have to do is come get your plate. I don't, I never got that uh, where people say, oh, yeah, we're having Thanksgiving dinner. And we have Thanksgiving dinner too, but it's a, it's probably at noon because that's how my grandmother, we're praying at noon. You be there or not. Uh, and that's how we have always had, you know, dinner because I guess it's Thanksgiving lunch because by the five o'clock, that's the second or third plate tour because you've taken a nap from the Ida's. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? I took my kids to Disneyland on Thanksgiving day, oh. but then I cooked, I cooked my first ever Thanksgiving meal by myself, turkey included. So that was really stressful, Aww. but I got it done. It was fun. Very good. So did you do a collection of recipes or did you did you kind of go on your own or did you ask for other people's like, oh, I remember you made really good blah, blah, blah. Let me teach you a recipe. So I cheated a little bit. Um, I use a grocery service called HelloFresh and everything comes like pre-measured ingredients you just have to follow directions so I mean I had a whole 14 pound raw turkey so it wasn't like I didn't cook from scratch but I had a little help with the ingredients and all of that stuff so it was great for someone that like for the first time doing it and just knowing how to time everything so everything comes out hot um so I highly recommend that for anybody that wants to brave the kitchen on Thanksgiving day Wait, so I, I've used HelloFresh. So HelloFresh had a Thanksgiving like menu for you to do, or you just pick things that, that you would 
would like to have for Thanksgiving dinner? No, they have a whole holiday menu. It was two hundred dollars. It fed eight to ten people, and it came with the turkey, like four sides, and a dessert for two hundred dollars. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and and every everybody was fed and good. I'm very. I know that you were pleased. I know it was stressful, but you did it, and I, you, I still don't. I don't feel like you cheated because still they just giving you the grins. You still got to you got to season and cook it and whip it up. So you cook, okay? Thank you. And no one got food poisoning, so <laughs> that was my main thing. Was like, can I make sure I thaw this and make sure that it's at a proper, safe temperature and everybody is alive and well on a Monday? Uh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, anybody else? want to talk about it was Thanksgiving overload or Thanksgiving was was chill it was you know steady as she goes yeah DJ um I got to go to Louisiana and get my annual seafood gumbo so that was that and crushed me a couple packs of uh Miller Lite that's the family beer so I always love to get back to my domestic choice of back in the day when I was 21. So it's always fun to relive that experience and in a pot of seafood gumbo. So I can't complain. I'm going to tell Ross you're cheating on him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Wasn't as good as Ross's. I'll just say that it wasn't as good as Ross's. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'll make sure that's on wax. So he'll know he'll feel real, real special. Uh, Ross is our resident chef uh, here in DFW. And we had our uh, beers giving, and he brought red beans and rice and gumbo for us, uh, along with um, tacos that DJ and his family uh, was our host for the evening. And we had like a taco bar uh, to eat. But yeah, that's usually what for us, because my mother's from Louisiana, either we're having traditional Thanksgiving or traditional Christmas and the opposite is gumbo. So since we had turkey, we're definitely having gumbo for Christmas to kind of ease up things. So the next thing I wanted to uh, see how things were on in your side of the world was Small Business Saturdays. I, I mentioned it a couple of times, uh, tried to post and Hopefully, people were able to get out and uh, participate in Small Business Saturday. And with the climate of breweries, I think from the last time that I that we've had a conversation about two or three more breweries that I would have never thought closed or saying, you know, we will be, will be no more. So Small Business Saturday seems like it's, even more so important. So I wonder, did anyone participate in something and do you think that that was helpful to go and do like a hangout at the brewery? Hopefully they may have had like a craft fair or something, something kind of boost some, um, some dollars in their area. Did anybody participate in Small Business Saturday? DJ? I went to Giller Brewing in Louisiana. It's in a little town called Dutchtown between Baton Rouge and 
New Orleans. I went there Saturday and dropped a nice little penny on some to-go beer. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did my supporting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I felt like uh, we started supporting early on because we went to Manhattan on Thanksgiving Day and then went back yesterday because we had such a wonderful time uh, that they did a small business Saturday and Sunday here. So there was another brewery that was close by called Community and they had uh, some different uh, vendors. And I know Sean on Neutral Ground, he had a little setup for small business Saturday. Um, let see, look at the chat. <clears throat> Oh yeah, thank, and Shayla says if anybody wants to um, use that Hello Fresh because Christmas is coming, uh, she has some bo- some uh, boxes that she can um, give uh, the I guess the free uh, code to get get your box. And I'm trying to think something else on Small Business Saturday that was really important. Uh, Make sure that I've got everybody. Uh, if if I miss y'all that are in the audience and you want to uh, come and speak, you just have to just release your microphone to be up on the stage. Um, gosh, I cannot think of what else I was going to mention about Small Business Saturday other than they did it Saturday and Sunday, which was kind of cool. And I guess that's really it. I, if it comes back to me, I'll I'll mention it again. So let me tell y'all my story about uh, Bourbon County, and uh, I'll try to uh, not incriminate myself, but I didn't do it. So <clears throat> Saturday. I was going to do a demo. I'd went to a memorial service already from uh, an extended friend of a friend that was just like, it was very sudden, but the memorial service was beautiful. And so I had a change of clothes. I'm walking, trying to go towards the Total Wine. I don't have on heels. It, it's like little booties, like, like uh, I guess you say brunch boots. It's, it's short. Nothing, nothing serious. Because I'm just gonna take it to take my picture, and then I'm putting on my sneakers. I'm walking, and up, I feel a rock up under my shoe, and I'm thinking that I've bypassed it. You know, I've you know have recovered, but then. I started doing like the animation of a person with so they have instead of two legs, they have three because they're trying not to fall. And I was like, yep, I'm going down. Boom. I'm down. In front of the total wine on all all these white people come like, oh my God. Are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, my pride is hurt, but I'm okay. And I went in to did my shift and everything. And I said, oh, there's a bourbon can. I said, I wonder what the new adjunct was. And it was Bananas Foster. I love Bananas Fosters. I'm thinking, I'll get a I'll get a bottle. 
It was $24. I said, whoo, my Lord. But Total Wine has a thing where you, if you spend so much money, you'll eventually get a $5 coupon, which I use it all the time because I'm always trying to buy liquor. So I had a $5 coupon. When I go to check out, I say, oh, yeah, ma'am, you've already used it. I said, no, I have not. I just got it Tuesday. So we go back and forth, back and forth. Because I'm thinking the $5 is, it'll help. Come to find out, when I want to go and get a free, one of the perks that I have with that program, I get a free tote. So the lady never cleared it out because she kept on trying to charge me for it. She didn't clear it out. So somebody who decided was buying Doucet, some other cheap liquor, blah, blah, blah. They used my $5 coupon. I was pissed. So I go back to the cashier. They have new people. Say, hey, because um, I'm going to go ahead and buy it because I've got, I went ahead and went through all these hoops. So I feel like I'm obligated to go ahead and buy it, even though I'm pissed. Uh, I don't know. So I go go back to get another bottle, buy it, and, and go putting all the stuff in my car. Dude already wrapped up a bottle and put it in my cart, and I didn't know it. I didn't know it until I got home. I'm like, wow. Because I have like this big, have this big Bacardi bag and stuff. I have all this crap. So I was like, well, I feel like since the, uh, the Total Wine parking lot tried to tried to unalive me, that was my penance for not, uh, for not being killed. But I'm wondering just with all that story, I used to be the person the day after Thanksgiving, trying my best, breaking my neck to get whatever Goose Island had, one to four beers. And now it's just like, it was just sitting there, just open with boxes. So, are y'all still keeping Bourbon County at that high regard? Like, you got to have it. Is that, you know, after you put up the turkey, you're going to get bourbon, you know, this all in Bourbon County Stout? Nope. And that's even here in Chicago. You'll find that years ago, we used people used to stand in line. We used to start getting in line at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning to get BCS. The lines are not even there. And, and, and two, COVID kind of, COVID definitely changed that a lot because um, with the whole online pickup. So that also changed. But then two, the economy, the way it's being, people have to choose food over beer. And even if you go into like a Benny's or any other, a lot of these other small mom and pop um, liquor stores that used to kind of hoard um, hide, I should say, hide BCS in a bag yes. and it's a special release. That stuff is still sitting on the shelves. Like you can go on Benny's right now and get the old fifth anniversary from last year. You can still get stuff from two years ago. So um, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's not as regarded. I think what happened was the economy changed the perspective for a lot of people. Nobody, like here, 
the old fence I have now, and I, it was given to me when I went to the media event last year. So, and I'm finally, and I finally broke it open. But I'm not paying forty dollars for a bottle of beer that I have to drink at that moment. I'd rather spend that forty dollars on a bottle of bourbon that I can hold it down. You know, um, if they were to change up their line, you know, change their packaging and maybe put it in cans. I probably would be, I probably would go for it a little bit more. That's what uh, Revolution does here with their Deep Wood series. They put, they do, you know, four packs and people are more prone to buy it. Right. And people are more prone to buy it versus a $40 bottle. And that's $40 plus tax here. So you're talking at almost, you're talking at over $50 for one bottle of beer. So it's, it, it's changed. I mean, like right now, I went into Benny's today, and there was a whole lineup, the whole lineup um, on the shelves untouched. I'm trying to just like, it seems like just just within the last couple of years that it changed, because it was, I remember when it was 15, and it was still like, ooh, I guess. But when I started seeing the $24 and $25, $30 bottle, you know, I had to, to really think about it. And Bananas Foss, that's not a beer that I'm going to sit there and drink my, on my own. It's definitely going to be a share bottle because I know it's going to be pretty sweet. Um, is it that they're just doing it out of excess? That they're... Me- do you feel like do y'all feel like they're making too much of it? I well, you know, when I talk to the guys at Goops, they're still making the same amount. I just think that what happens is is just that the dynamic has changed. For one, we have so many different breweries here in Chicago that is doing so much. And then on top of that, like for instance, they do theirs once a year. They do their big BCS drop once a year mm-hmm. versus the Rev, they have about four <laughs> deep wood drops a year. And those are still highly coveted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're still making the same amount of beer. It's just that now the dynamic has changed because compared to when, I mean, because Goose is the, the, is the, is the, is the father of, uh, of their, of barrel age uh, stouts. It's just mm-hmm. now we have so many different breweries that are doing it. So now it's not like, Oh my God, it's the must have. Let me go try. We're at the point now, you people are getting beer mail, and then you have to bore, you have other ways of getting different beers from different states. So people are not as pressed about it as, as they used to be. I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, and I'm, I'm going to come back to, to you, Shalanda. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just agreeing with it. Like once I saw that Tom Thumb, I was like, yeah, the, the hype Tom is. Thumb. Yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah, Bourbon County Stout is in Tom Thumbs now. I saw that. I was like, yeah, the hype is not there anymore. And yeah, like I said, the world has changed, yeah. There's some probably better stouts locally around the corner from you versus waiting once a year to get this stout that's going to be overpriced. It might, might not be as good either. So I'd rather support local or a surrounding state that might have another stout that can get easier than that one. So. I wanted to address something that Shalanda said, and I'm I'm gonna ask y'all uh, because the other part of it, a lot of people do say, "Well, I'm gonna 
I'm going to buy a BCS and I'm just going to hold on to it for aging. Now, it and it's in a brown bottle, so it should be okay as far as conditioning. But Jolanda, you're saying that it's not going to hold, it, it doesn't hold up? Because I, I haven't um, aged one for an, an extended, maybe like a year or, or two. Are you saying that it, it's not holding up as far as being in the bottle? No, no, I'm not saying that. It's just, it just, it, oh. it all depends on the adjuncts. Like, for instance, you know, like yeah. the OG BCS, that's the ones you can still get for like $15. The one that you're looking at, like $24 to $40, that's the the variant. So, like, for instance, yeah. the oldest one that I've had for a year, it, I'm surprised I even still have it. It was just like, because normally I'm the type of person I do not. I don't sit on beers. I'm the type of person that if I get a beer, I want to drink it. And it just, I think what happened was it was out of sight, out of mind, because it was in the back of my cabinet. And I just so happened to seen it tonight. I was like, oh, let's drink this tonight. But, um, oh, okay. it, but I've had some BCSs where various adjuncts where it didn't hold up. It, it mm. didn't do the same as when I went to Prop Day or if I went to the media event and I had it there on draft and it was like a different beast. So, you know, but we also yeah. know that beers sometimes have a tendency to taste better on draft versus in the bottle because when you get in the body you're like what the hell is this what what right. were they doing you know so it it really depends on the adjunct like the angels envy this year it was okay it was all right i'm not paying 40 dollars, and i wouldn't suggest anybody else go pay 40 dollars for it like just go get oh, your bottle of Zimby and get you some regular BCS and just pour it in, just pour it in the beer. <laughs> you will come out way better at that point. So, so, so tell me the different because I only saw the two. So, what were the uh, the um, banana crosser and the original? What was I didn't know what what the other ones were because they didn't have it. So you have prop. Prop is also that's something that you, that's the one that you can only get in in Chicago. Um, Oh my God! What was Props Twenty Three um, this year? I, hold on, one second. I'm pulling it up. Um, so you have Props, you have Angels Envy, you have the Bananas Foster, and then it's another one that I know I'm missing out on. I can't think of it. It's, it's losing me right now. But um, Prop was actually pretty good. I, I was digging it this year. The Bananas Foster. They kind of, in a sense, ran that back. So Eric Flores was a brewer that brewed the 2016 prop, which is the Banana Boss Foster's vibe. So I was kind of surprised in a sense to kind of put a twist and brought that one back. But that one was really good. So, but yeah, if you want to know the lineup, you can leave. You can leave the OG alone. It's all right. Um, you can leave the Angel Envy alone. It's all right. Actually, this year's lineup was just all right like i wouldn't go chase them okay okay yeah so no no fomo and i'm i'm really glad that you know i think when i got in you know started getting kind of deep into beer and enjoying beer and wanting to try different things before the tavors and stuff were really a thing or it was kind of a thing but after you get two cans and then the shipping was almost the amount of two cans like yeah i'm not gonna do that i need to find out who lives there and see if we can work a deal to stop chasing beer um and just chase flights and you know wherever i'm at you know find a beer that i enjoy and you know maybe take a can or two home with me 
Um, I'm glad I, I grew out of that. I don't, I'm not on that narcotic anymore because that was expensive. It was so expensive doing that. Oh yeah, it was very expensive. I mean, you at some point you gotta realize like this is. I mean, for me, it was like I got a kid in college. I can't be out here just popping off forty, fifty bucks on beer. And then like I was up in Wisconsin a few weeks ago, um, and they, you know, Milwaukee beer scene is very underrated. So yeah, I heard a brewery up there called Eighteen Forty, where they just do barrel aged stuff, and. Their beers are amazing. They're so good. Lower price point than the BCS. And to me, it's like they really killing the game, but nobody's really checking for them because it's Milwaukee for whatever reason. We call it in Chicago, we call it Milwaukee the nicest, Chicago's nicest suburb because it's like so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, actually, Grant, 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 you agree? I agree. You know, it is like interesting because they're also on like Michigan, and they're very similar in some ways, and uh, you know, distant others. But yeah, it is basically a Chicago suburb. Yeah, uh, Ashley went uh, not too long ago, and it has a nice little bit of um, black uh, history to it as well. There that. I think that we're going to uh, eventually, as far as lifting loose, we may be able to revisit that to bring some more light to Wisconsin um, and the beer scene because she had a ball um, with the historical uh, aspect of it and the uh, beer history that it uh, offered. So thinking about that, I guess I will also segue into um, not this week. I'm on vacation this week, but next week I'm going to crop your professionals. I know Janelle is going to be going that way. Uh, I think if you're if you're able to make it, I think someone may have may have had tickets, but it's in South uh, Durham, South Carolina. Uh, from the 4th through the 7th. It's like a three-day kind of conference. It's very um, intimate. Uh, and I'm, I mean, intimate meaning like um, maybe like a 1,000 people, if that much. Probably like 500, 1,000 people. So you really get a idea of who who's in the beer industry in uh, another section that you may not have uh, encountered. So I'm hoping to make some connections in that way for being Black and Craft as well as Looking Lucy as well as Pink Boots because I have many hats that I wear. But uh, if you are familiar with Craft Beer Professionals, he was there at Barrel and Flow. He had a, uh, Andrew Copeland, he had a talk. Uh, during the, uh, I guess, the lecture series part of Barrel and Flow. And, you know, Kendrick, if you're available, can you give us a quick commercial on what's happening in San Antonio this weekend? Uh, yeah, of course, um, it's the seventh anniversary for uh, Mother Souls. Um, usually they have a 
members only party um that friday so i'll be going down at friday afternoon and then the actual anniversary um is that saturday um of course the members it'll be like a big share uh for for friday night and then saturday um it's a basically non-ticketed event there'll be uh different pours from different breweries around the country i guess uh usually the way that he does it is you'll purchase um, a set number of tickets and then you know you'll just go around and get the pours of that but um you know it's always a good time um you know definitely something that you want to uh, make sure you uber to because it can get a little a little twisted in there but um mm-hmm. but yeah of course anything to support the homies so um so yeah be looking forward to going I think I've been to Austin. I think this will be my seventh one, so I, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know. But yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, San Antonio is always um, a hop, skim, and jump for me. So uh, so yeah, I'll be down there. So if anybody comes, pull up and um, and holler at me. Well, thank you. I know Brandon is going to be coming that coming down that way. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, he's. Uh, Smedox, um, his rescheduled um, press release party is this Saturday, so uh, right. we'll be we'll be here holding it down for y'all. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be in Dallas the weekend after uh, oh, okay. to uh, to go to that uh, Cowboys game Sunday night. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see y'all around that time. We'll see what's happening. Yeah, so that'll be cool. And what else is happening around the world? Anything, any events happening for anyone else in your area? Anniversaries or openings? Okay. I think that was it. Uh, In January, I have been invited along with Marvis Middleman ATF Sean of Neutral Ground, and also Carl for the Culture, we have been asked to be a part of a panel in Austin, Texas at St. Andrews University. And they have had this symposium of sorts for the last couple of years, but this will be the first time that it will be a all-Black-centric uh, discussion. and. Uh, I'm going to go down there Wednesday. The event is on Thursday, so I had to do some, have, you know, a little bit of a conversation with uh, young Travis and say, hey, you know, I would have to take off work, my real job, to come down there for, on a Thursday from five to seven and then come back to Dallas. So, I needed to need I was like, I'm a nonprofit. I'm gonna need a little help with this. So he was they were very accommodating and helpful. Uh, and I'm excited to to hear what they have to what you know, what kind of questions they may be posing. The um it's free to the public and for the students and apparently the students uh dynamic is Latino. It's uh, pretty much, I was, I think he said like 75 to 80%. So 
I'm interested in seeing that, especially for uh, lifting Lucy some by, by walk and letting them know, hey, there's other opportunities in the beer industry. You don't have to be a brewer. You can if you'd like to, but there's other things that you can do, especially if you're into the sciences and STEM. It's so important to let people know that there are other avenues to be in. If you have a love for beer, you can still be in the industry and uh, under another capacity. So there's that. And I know that I will be with one of my very, very, very best friends on this coming Wednesday. Uh, Y'all have to check out um, an upcoming Martin Bruise and Beat. I will be with Jerry and Tony, along with my sisters of Lifting Lucy. We're going to have a nice little combo, and I'll try not to be too hard on Tony. Probably not, but I've tried to put it out there. Who knows? <laughs> oh, speak of the angel. And I didn't even say Beetlejuice. My ears were burning, so I had to come in here and see what was going I know. on. I was, I was talking all kinds of stuff. I know. I know. I told my <laughs> boss, I said, I have to go. I'm late for my family meeting. <laughs> So, um, I know that, uh, well, I just tried to, let me see, let me see if I can raise you up again. Let me try again, coffee. It says, um, coffee, if you take your, your, uh, mic off mute, it should let you up on the stage. There it goes. It said, I've already invited you. You might have to go out and come in, come back. If it's not letting you up, because I'm, I'm inviting you up. That's so wild. <laughs> uh, but I was just mentioning to the audience about Tony. You know, you're the first one. He's like, I want to talk to Angie again. I don't have her number because she blocked me, but we're still friends. And I was uh, talking about Modern Brews and Beats and that we're going to have a, a nice discussion. But I was also mentioning, uh, we were talking up, well, Shalonda was mentioning uh, going up to Wisconsin. And I was telling everyone how you had a ball uh, in Wisconsin as far as like the beer history and um, some oh, of the yeah. culture. So I what, really I had zero expectations. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I had a really fucked up experience at Lakefront Brewery. That was probably the most like disgusting, misogynistic, rape culture beer tour I've ever been on. But aside from that, I had a really great time. Pilot Project is amazing. I don't know when, but at some point, Elise from Mobcraft and I are going to figure out how to do a lock-in at this brewery and like it's it's just phenomenal and for those who aren't familiar um pilot project they really work with uh up and coming brands that are looking to contract brews so, like i know funky town they have a lot of their stuff on and they carry quite a few minority owned brands i know there's a east indian owned brand that i cannot think of right now um but milwaukee was great i really had a good time azadi uh, even though 
Sorry. Is it Azadi? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, even though I nursed my PBR during our whole private tour that we had of the facility, because I don't bring PBR. So it was a really great time. Really, really great time. Pilot Project went to Milwaukee and grew up, y'all. I'm gonna, let me tell y'all, the one, don't get me wrong, the one we have here in Chicago is, is cool. But when I went up there for an event that they were doing for Black Black uh, Brewery and Brewers, my mouth hit the ground hard. I was like, what the hell? Why couldn't we have something like this here in Chicago? I mean, it's an amazing, amazing spot. So if you are ever in that area, Definitely check out Pilot Project there. So, so Shalanda, you're going to be like in our first five people to sign up for our lock-in because you you understand the vision, I'm sure. Oh yeah, just let me know. I'm, I'm <laughs> an hour away from Milwaukee. I, I I have family up. That's I'm up there all the time because I still have family up there. So yeah, I am always down to bounce up to Milwaukee because I always have such a good time when I go up there um, to go drink, especially when I'm ditching work. Yeah. And Ashley, I, I didn't know if you wanted to mention we uh, we had started off with uh, Thanksgiving overload or Thanksgiving was oh, was okay steady as she goes. Um, how was it for you? Um, it was chill. I mean, as a lifelong vegetarian, I don't get super excited about Thanksgiving. Um, as an only child that really doesn't deal with extended family too much it's just it's always just me and my parents they hold me hostage for two days i literally live 10 minutes away from them we just hung out and ate and watched tv and that was it so it's pretty chill but i needed that because i just come back from louisiana a couple of days before visiting my people down there and then you know we're i'm getting ready to start this little world tour um so i'll be in charlotte and then link up with you and some other people in Charleston for craft beer professionals. And then right after that, I literally fly back. I'm in town for four hours and then fly out again to hopefully go look at a potential building. So I was thankful that I could just come home and lock the door and not be bothered with anybody for those days on a long weekend. I get that. Um, that kind of makes me also segue into one last thing. I don't know that um, they really haven't done any hard advertising as of yet, but to also keep on your radar for 2024 um, CBC, but there is uh, NB2A is going to be doing having a uh, basically a gala. Give my commercial because I know I know Ashley. She's been at work all day, so I'm going to see if I can do do due diligence here and pull it up. So no, it's going to be their first, their inaugural. Yeah, yeah it's her. It's her conference. conference. It's a conference. So that I gala, gala, that's news that's what, to that's me. What, that's no, I I don't know why I wanted to be a gala. I have no idea. Oh. Don't scare me like that. I have a, a three time a year quota for wearing a strapless bra. And it's already covered for 2024. No more galas. Well, you know they have boob tape. And it works. Mm, not for me. So I me and you're going to have to have an offline conversation. 
I so National Black Brew Association is going to have their uh, they're going to have a their inaugural conference, um, and it's going to be April twenty fourth and twenty fifth, immediately following Las Vegas, you know, CBC in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, Viva Las Vegas, Viva Black Brew Association as well, and basically, it's they're wanting you to go ahead and put a pin in it. So you can keep it on your radar to to come. Um, I'm not sure if the actual amount of the conference has been put out there yet. So but stay tuned for that. But yeah, and as I get more info, I'll let you I'll let you you all collectively know. And then um if anybody has not signed up yet to be a member if you have questions if you know you want to have an offline conversation of what that looks like um if there's any support you may need to make that happen please don't hesitate to reach out to me okay yeah so i think that's really it i i said it was going to be a short conversation but i uh after I told my long drawn out story about how I fell and how I got uh, that extra uh, BCS. When you. I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really sure how it was gonna fall if people were still like, yeah, I can't get enough of it. Because I'm looking at uh, someone posted it open, you know, they had opened it and someone's like, oh, my God, you got some. I was like, did you go to the store? Because it's, it's there. But maybe there's some areas that don't get it, get as much as others. So there's still a desire for uh, BCS, but uh, we're, we're overloaded over here. But that was really it. I not sure about next week because uh crap we'll be at crap beer professionals uh we'll be drinking some, at this time yeah yeah we'll I, I was like i don't know what i'd be doing uh it'll be it'll always sound like janelle what huh so more than likely uh pretty confident that we won't have um a pod, uh, a show, but as I said, I'll reiterate. I, I know that's one thing that I'm I'm going to be doing this week. All 2023 is pretty much up uh, on all social, all, excuse, excuse me, on all podcast platforms, and I'm going in and putting in the rest of 2022 because we are leaving Clubhouse, so. Uh, I'm doing my due diligence to get all that in there and just going back and listening to, you know, I'm putting it down and letting it record and do its thing, but just listening to it and making sure that the sound quality is cool. I heard, you know, just some of the conversations that we've had uh, that have been really, really helpful. I was listening to one and it was, Andrew and he was saying how uh, in the Maryland DMV area 
they're more than 1%. Uh, I think he said they're like over 5% that are established black breweries in that area. So I thought that was a really cool nugget to, to know about. But other than that, Kendrick, Chris, hey, Chris, is there anything, uh, anything else before we, before we head out? Nope, nope, nothing on my end. Uh, I just want to tell everybody, uh, I'm thankful for everybody and um, being black and craft. And sorry, I came late today, but my cousin needed to have a conversation with me. You know, I'm in town, so I'm being pulled in like several different directions all the mm-hmm. time. So yeah. So, so that's it. yeah. Okay. So and I'll be flying out next Monday too. So that would be I'll be in the skies. So. Yeah. Beer, beer full. Look, I, I'm drinking these beers that I've gotten, and oh, Kendrick, I'm I'm shipping you out something. I was trying to wait until um, other halves stout season so that I can get you something, you know, so that uh, the mayor has something to his likings and to his APV standards. <laughs> but if not, I'll just send you uh, some of the stuff from Europe I got for you. All right, brother, no problem. I appreciate it anyway. All right. And Raphael, um, I will contact you because I bet. Cool. All right. Making plans. (laughs) Jealous. All right. Well, that's really it. And I I will also say that I have uh, earmarked so so bad. I'm going next. I'm going uh, in 2024. So I will definitely be. I will see uh, Shalanda and Kendrick in uh, Chicago in November. Bad. No. I, I, I want to come along too. <laughs> let's do it. Matter of fact, let's even have a bottle share on that Friday night. And um, I tell everybody when you get your tickets go to the Saturday session because that's where the real party is at. Friday is usually chill. Saturday is where the party is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, because I I have to schedule my vacation a year in advance. So I have my whole pretty much the itinerary of what I'm doing and pretty much it's conferences anyway. So I, I, it wasn't that much of a chore, but I said, it's usually the first week of November, so I kind of guessed at it. Looking at you know the year before and the um, this year and the year before, I said, okay, I think it's this 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 weekend right here. So perfect. But yeah, that that's what that's the one new little festival thing. I said I'm gonna go to this one. I think I would like this one. So, but nothing else. I really appreciate everybody coming in. And sharing and uh, telling us about your Thanksgiving. And we will see y'all not next week, but the week after. Again, my name is Angie. I'm the Undeniable Vixen. Uh, thank you to the Mod Squad. And thank you for being Black and Craft. Where, again, our mantra is we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. Y'all have a great night and a wonderful week.